नमस्ते वेलकम टू द हिंदू पेरेंटिंग पॉडकास्ट वी आर बैक विद अनदर फेस्टिवल एपिसोड दिस टाइम वी विल बी डिस्कसिंग विनायक चतुर्थी दिस फेस्टिवल इज सेलिब्रेटेड ऑन द फोर्थ डे चतुर्थी इन शुक्लपक्षा ऑफ द हिंदू कैलेंडर मंथ ऑफ भाद्रपदा इट इज सेलिब्रेटेड ऑल ओवर इंडिया बट विद रीजनल वेरिएशंस to help us understand the rituals and the philosophy behind ganesh chaturthi we have dr aarti founder and chairperson of vibhu academy dr aarti is a scholar in sanskritam and indology she holds regular classes for students from all over the world namaste aarti bhagini we are so looking forward to this conversation namaste dhanyawadah we are privileged to share your knowledge and expertise with our listeners before we go into the rituals and other details can you explain the symbolism behind the festival of vinayak chaturthi who is ganapati and why do we worship him so uh, uh, as we know ekam sat vipraha bahudha vadanti is a very famous uh, line from the vedas there's only one truth one almighty one paramatma but he is he expresses in many ways and uh, people perceive in many ways and uh, our perception uh, is what we express so vipraha bahuda vadanti so one great entity one great paramatma is uh, comprehended and expressed or praised or described in many various ways so this is the essence of uh, sanatana dharma where it is like a vast sky and uh, everybody is seeing the sky through their window the windows shapes and sizes of the windows may be different the windows may be located in different places but all the windows are showing one sky so one paramatma is shown through all the devata forms that's how in the veda also we have many devatas we have many vaidika devatas like indra agni vayu varana vishnu rudra uh, ratri durga saraswati shri etc so one of them is vachaspati Uh, who is uh, perhaps the first uh, form of the ganapati that we presently worship uh, vachaspati vach means speech the lord of speech it also means the lord of omkara vach means omkara uh, so he's a he's the omkara swarupi this is the first idea perhaps we get in the veda and later on we have the agamas and the puranic concepts which were offshoots of the veda from the veda many uh streams uh, of uh, thought many schools of thought uh, developed and seeing that uh, we have to understand that in sanatana dharma we have lot of freedom for uh, probing and experimenting in many ways so there is no one book one guru one dictate which suffocates everybody and uh, threatens everybody to live in one one style because that is not nature's way sanatana dharma goes in the nature's way it allows one to uh, everybody to probe in one's own way so this freedom of expression this freedom to probe to introspect to meditate to find out to experiment to express to debate to counter to refute to accept whatever all these this freedom has encouraged a lot of school of thoughts and uh, some of them are called the agamas the agamas are nothing but they are they pick up the devatas from the vedic uh, lore and uh, each devata is celebrated is contemplated upon the anusandhana the meditation the worship is done uh, in a particular form in a particular methodology which is a well tested methodology and most of them are rushis so 
uh, there are so many such agamas. Like we have prominently the five agamas, Shaiva agama, Vaishnava agama, Shakta agama, Ganapati agama, and Saur agama. Later on, the Kaumar agama joined in. So each of these agamas, uh, agama paddhatis, again have many more, like there are 28 uh, agamas inside Shaiva and so on. So in different regions of Bharatavarsha, in different villages, in different families, in different clans, in different kingdoms, in different geographies, some of these devatas became popular. So somewhere Ganapati is more popular, like in Madhya Bharata, Central India, um, Maharashtra, parts of Madhya Pradesh and parts of uh, Goa, the whole of Goa and parts of Karnataka, North Karnataka. This region is very, very specially Ganapatya region. Since the Shatavana times, we see a lot of Ganapati puja here. So if you go to North, you see uh, equal uh, popularity to Shiva and Devi, etc. and uh, Vishnu. And on the coastal regions, you have Suryopasana more. Uh, people even name themselves as Mitra and so on. So with this context, um, uh, when coming to Ganapati Puja, it's uh, largely heavily borrowed or uh, for, um, heavily taken from the Ganapatyagama. Many Ganapatyagamas are there. And um, each family, each clan, each region, each uh, cult may pick up one Agama and, do, and uh, proceed in that way. That is why we see varieties. But the concept of Ganapati is the same. He's Vachaspati. He's Omkara Swarupi. So Omkara uh, is uh, Anahata. It's always there. But the first means to manifest that is Shakti. So Shakti is Parvati. So from Parvati's body, from her physical expression, mud, again, the story goes that from the mud of her body, she created Ganapati. So she's not a human uh, woman with her with flesh and blood. She is the Prakriti. She is the whole of creation, the first expression of creation. And when the creation happens, then you start, um, the sound is heard then. So the Omkara is expressed through Parvati. That is why she is the mother of Ganapati. And this Ganapati is uh, in the Yoga Shastras. There's many paths like Yoga Paddhati, Bhakti Paddhati and uh, Karma Paddhati. In the Yoga Paddhati, it is told that uh, we have the Kundalini Shakti and there's the Muladhara Padma and the uh, lowest part of our spinal bone. Not exactly the physical spinal bone, but the Sushumna Nadi, an energy channel. channel. And uh, there the first Padma, the first moment of consciousness, the first moment of awakening, awareness, waking up happens in that point called Muladhara. So there, when the Muladhara opens up, uh, there's a trikona, there's a uh, lustrous, glowing uh, uh, trikona, which uh, is seen by the yogi in his Muladhara Padma. And in, in the midst of that, they see a Gajakunda. Gaja means very, very, very infinite. It's uh, Infinity has no end. It's boundless. So the first glimpse of infinity happens there to the yogi. That is called Gaja Kunda Darshana. And this Gaja Kunda Darshana is symbolized by the face of the Gaja. Gaja means also elephant. What we call associative <laughs> memory today. So like mm -hmm. that. This is the first concept of uh, Ganapati in the Yoga Shastras. So that is why Mula Vadhara Sitaha um, Trikona Madhyagataha, and he's <laughs> yes, he's dressed in red. He's uh, uh, red flowers are offered to him, and he's worshipped in the red shone ashma. It's a uh, red so stone which is used as, as a symbol for Ganapati. Like we have Saligrama Shila for Vishnu, we have Linga for Shiva, like that. We have shone ashma for Ganapati. 
So the first form of Ganapati Puja started by worshipping the Shonashma uh, or uh, any any object of like mud, a uh, lump of mud or a lump of uh, cow dung. We put a Garika Durva uh, on that and uh, we do Puja. So any um, physical thing, material taken from nature, any organic material like, like a coconut or a beetle uh, piece or a yantra, a beautiful, uh, symbolical, colorful yantra, which symbolizes the Panchabhutatmaka Rupa of Ganapati, Ganapati yantra in form of a rangoli or kolam. Uh, that is also used. Or a vigraha or a gold or silver or copper or panchaloha murti of Ganapati. Anything which symbolizes this is used. But the most popular thing is mud Ganapati. Ganapati made of mud or clay because the popular story is that he was born from the mud of Parvati's body. So, mm -hmm. uh, so Parvati, again, I have to repeat that she is not a human being with the flesh and blood. Uh, mm -hmm. Not that she was covered with mud. She is Prakriti Swaroop. She is the whole of the creation. So, mm -hmm. uh, mud is a very essential part of earth, right? So, mm -hmm. this is the first concept there. And uh, we have to, when we say Ganapati, the first thing that should come, Gananampati. So, mm -hmm. he is the head of all the Devata Ganas, Indragni, Vayu, Varuna. Yama, Kubera, Nirutti, all the Ashtadik Palakas and all these people, they worship him. He is the leader of them. So it is his command, his order that they follow. Every good thing starts with Ganapati. Because mm -hmm. Devatas represent all positive powers. They are the constructing constructive powers of nature. And all good construction, anything constructive, positive, begins with Ganapati. That is why we say Shri Ganesh Karenge. We'll start with Shri Ganesha. We'll do Ganapati Puja first. Mm. So please see that all our karyas go well. So all when Ganapati comes, all the devatas follow. All good follows. All positivity follows. So this is the idea. And uh, so when we worship Ganapati, we have to bring to our mind Omkara Swarupa. The Omkara manifest in mud, in clay. He is Nirakara, he is formless. He is just an experience to be had. He is not a physical thing. But for us to comprehend, to understand, we need a we need a uh, X factor. Okay, so we need a clay model. That is why we create Ganapati from clay, and we worship the Omkara Swarupi, the formless in the form and name, and all that he symbolizes. He symbolizes great brains. So is Vidya Ganapati. Then he symbolizes a balance of emotion and thought. That's why he's got two temple regions, well-built. Uh, the right brain and the left brain, well-balanced. He's got big ears. He's a Bhushruta. He's very learned. He knows everything. He's got very tiny eyes, very microscopic eyes. He can uh, probe into the subtlest of subtle things. And then um, he's um, he has half of his tusk in his hand, Vakratunda. Uh, he is writing Mahabharata, means he has given us the Vedas. He has given us all the literature, uh, Vangmaya. Then he has a big belly, means he is Vishwodara. The whole world is inside him. He is mm -hmm. having the whole world inside him. He writes the Mushaka. Mushaka represents um, Chapalyam. It represents restlessness, fickleness and uh, cheap desires and all that. Because uh, rats are always uh, crawling in darkness and damp and oily, sticky places, dirty places. So it represents that kind of an attitude, mind. So he subdues that mind. That is what it means. And nice. he's holding Pasha and Pusha. Pasha to tie the people. He's, he's um, binding us with his laws, with his dharma. We can never trespass dharma. 
he's watching he sees that we follow dharma ankusha is to punish us if we go ankusha is typically used to control elephants mm-hmm. the um the mouth uses that right the goat so he holds that to control as when we go out of way in the adharmic way he brings us back to track so he holds a pasha and ankusha he is tied the uh, sarpa around his waist that means his kundalini is completely jagrata is always awakened so when the kundalini awakens we all become jagratas we we know the truth we can comprehend the truth we become daring we start thinking all that so till the kundalini is sleeping we are all like we can be taken for a ride anybody can fool us anybody can we uh, endorse any and every narrative and uh, we have no clear identity so when we are jagrata we are we know what is what so he represents that and so on you know and he wears red clothes that's because the muladhara padma is supposed to have a red hue around it and he is gaja he has a huge body that means he is sarvavyapaka is very huge he is not limited to one human body he is everywhere so the elephant head is just representative of that so this is um, uh, this is how a beautiful abstract con- uh, abstract concept is symbolized through a beautiful concrete form and name this is a typical sanatana style uh, nobody can uh, meditate on the abstract so they bring a small concrete form which is comprehensible which is aesthetic which is likable lovable they put all these rasas into that our bhakti into that and we form a beautiful form of ganapati we want bala ganapati or vidha ganapati or whatever type of ganapati agamukta forms are there we worship ganapati there and we still know that although i am worshiping this clay murti of ganapati he is actually the formless omkara swarupi he has become this murti for me to accept my bhakti to make it easy for me to love him to pour my emotions on him to pour my devotion on him after having accepted that he is again the whole clay uh, murti is uh, put back into the waters visarjana so the formless takes the form comes to us blesses us accepts our puja devotion and then goes back into the formless so the final truth is the formless always so this is symbolized by making ganapati in clay worshiping him pouring all our devotion to him and then happily putting him back to the water where he again uh, blends into the panchabhutas so the concept of sakara nirakara like shri ramakrishna paramahamsa says the water becomes ice the ice again melts and becomes water both are essentially the same but the name and form sometimes is nirakara sometimes is sakara so this is contemplated through ganapati's upasana and it is done uh, across bharatavarsha but it is more popular more prominent and particularly in this bhadrapada shukla chaturthi it is specially celebrated in those parts where ganapatyagama was very very popular maharashtra goa north karnataka even south parts of karnataka parts of tamil nadu parts of uh, andhra and madhya pradesh and people who live in different parts of bharatavarsha who have migrated from here they also celebrate and those people who have ganapati as their ishta devata they also celebrate every shukla chaturthi of every month chaitra vaishakha jeshtha shada every month shukla chaturthi is ganapati's puja day particularly bhadrapada shukla chaturthi is very specially celebrated as the annual festival in uh, by those people and clans and regions where ganapati puja is more popular you've so beautifully given us a whole summary of sanatana dharma itself 
<laughs> this is uh, this is fantastic fantastic i'm sure our listeners are uh, you know um, awestruck <laughs> at this point <laughs> yeah um coming to the vinayaka murti itself uh, you have explained a lot of symbolism behind how it is portrayed uh, and in different regions of bharatvarsha you said that different features may get prominence isn't it like for example the vesh bhusha might be different in different places uh, in some places uh, ganesha is portrayed as skinny in some places little plumper in some places with a turban so these are the little variations that uh, you know kids especially get very attracted to yes mm-hmm. and uh, how, how is it in karnataka because i mean uh, you you are from bangalore Yes. Um and in Karnataka especially specifically there is this form of the festival called Gauri Ganesha right people celebrate Gauri Habba along with Ganesha so this is very unique a very uniquely Karnataka thing isn't it Yes yes uh, actually it's interesting you know in our Sanatana dharma uh, we have vaidika we have agama we have tantra we have folk we have regional specialities we have cult specialities family specialities and one's own ishta devata concept everything is blended nothing is excluded here we are very accommodative so everything goes on hand in hand so the concept of varchaspati in ganapati is always there then one of the agama pad- padatis is picked up sometimes the tantra aspects are taken in then the folk aspects are the most interesting part the kadubu that we make the mohadaka the sweets that we prepare the songs that we sing the different upacharas that we do like uh, processions dance and uh, the music and uh, uh, here in karnataka we do this baski etc i'll talk about the celebrations later on but here coming to karnataka uh, the main aspect of ganapati is bala ganapati the whole of karnataka uh, particularly coastal karnataka there's a very popular story which has made bala ganapati very popular here and the story is about uh, how ravana came with atmalinga he got it and uh, he was stopped by ganapati gokarna uh, ganapati came in the form of a cowherd boy stopped him there and he just uh, tricked him to keep the atmalinga down on the earth and it, it got stuck there so the gokarna kshetra is there so mm-hmm. after this uh, ganapati is the darling of karnataka people so we mm-hmm. see that bala ganapati form there sada bala roopam is one beautiful line on ganapati stotra in a ganapati stotra so in karnataka even the form the iconography is also of bala ganapati in fact just like little babies cannot sit cross legged properly they are so plump you know <laughs> their muscles and their um, thighs and legs are so uh, fleshy and uh, spongy they can't uh, completely sit uh, cross legged padmasana sukhasana like we do right. so that is typically how ganapati is shown in Uh, our uh, Karnataka style. You see all the Ganapati uh, forms. There will not be a perfect Sukhasana or Padmasana. It will be like just spread out to plump legs uh, just a uh, little apart. So Ganapati will be shown as a Balarupa. His face also will be Balarupa and the trunk will be shorter. That shows that he is still young. And mm-hmm. even the ears will be kind of curved and downwards mm-hmm. and uh, there will be a beautiful smile on his face and he will always have a Modaka. Uh, a sweet in his hand and his little trunk will always be reaching out towards the modaka sweet and even the mushaka will be a little one that will also be balarupa so this is uh, very popular in karnataka uh, but now we live in a global age 
where uh, people pick up from different regions you know okay. so um, so we have come out of our regional uh, styles much so today you can see people having a maharashtrian style ganapati tamil nadu style ganapati so many sculptor sculptors from tamil nadu come and uh, they work on the ganapati temples here so you'll have the ganapati style of uh, tamil nadu style of ganapati here so no, exactly uh, just to interrupt you i mean i'm curious so in what way does the tamil nadu style or the andhra style or the maharashtra style of ganapati mm-hmm. uh, differ from the karnataka style it's mainly the balarupam which is prominent in karnataka in okay. tamil nadu you'll have a more mature look he'll have a longer trunk and the face will be a little elongated and the tusks will be well grown in karnataka you'll have tiny tusks to show that he's still bala uh, in tamil nadu it'll be a little bigger one and uh, his hands also and he, the way he sits he'll put one leg down he'll be seated on a chair or something or a kamala one leg put down one leg up so all these are um, of course now as i told you mix mix up has come in these in the last 50 years you see a lot of mixing up of everything in the last 10 years much more of course if you go back to our shilpa shastras if you go back to karnataka where it had its original ethnic style intact hmm. then we see balarupa more i don't say there were never there was never another rupa but balarupam is most popular and uh, as you um, told in your question uh, the gauri habba the gauri festival is also celebrated alongside ganapati festival actually the gauri vrata is it's actually a vrata we have vrata and utsava vrata is more like a vow it is a volition it is it comprises brahmacharya mauna fasting and um, jagaranam and dana dharma japa puja uh, being very pure uh, meditation all that and utsava is about um, celebration procession bhajan singing dancing nataka going from house to house and people coming together having very beautiful melas and jatras etc so vrata and utsava both go hand in hand so ganesha both gauri and ganesha are both vrata and utsavas some are vratotsavas some are only vratas some are of course there's no utsava without a vrata aspect in our sanatan dharma mm-hmm. without uh, vrata utsava becomes just a material uh, party it becomes just a party so we always mm-hmm. have a small aspect of vrata so coming to this gauri vrata we have every uh, every shukla tritiya the third day of the shukla paksha the bright fortnight of every month is mm. um, reserved for gauri puja uh, they are uh, there was this tradition i don't know now it's quite uh, not seen much there was this tradition of the mother in law or the mother giving this gauri panchakshari to the daughter or daughter in law okay. okay it was optional of course in some families it, it was almost mandatory so after her marriage after she had she has two or three kids she's relaxed now because with a newborn baby it's difficult to manage mm-hmm. now she's quite a, she's well settled in grahastashrama now she's given this gauri panchakshari and every once she's taken that every day nitya gauri vrata is also there every day she has to do kumkumachana or puja whatever her family does it's all completely a family tradition okay and then every month the third day the shukla tritiya third day of the shukla paksha is a gauri vrata so in that uh, way chaitra gauri vaishakha gauri ashada gauri jeshtha gauri shravana gauri bhadrapada gauri so this bhadrapada gauri is one of those masika gauri vratas but because it comes just the be- day before bhadrapada shukla chaturthi that is vinayak chaturthi Correct. they come together and because they are both mother and son 
So there's a beautiful uh, folk story which has weaved around that. Folk is very beautiful, you know. It is close to our heart. A lot of uh, love is there in folk. So there, the story goes that uh, first Gauri came to visit her parents. There's one more context here. Gauri is considered to be the daughter of the house. Lakshmi is considered to be the daughter-in-law of the house. Oh, so that's in, <laughs> in Karnataka, we have a tradition where during Varmaha Lakshmi uh, Habba, which happens uh, on the second, usually the second or third uh, Shukravara, the uh, Friday, uh, Friday of Masa, very close, whichever Friday is close to the Purnima, that becomes a Varmaha Lakshmi Vrata. On that day, the daughter-in-law is given um, uh, jewelry or clothes or Dakshina or that. She is uh, given everything. So on Gauri Habba, the daughters of the house are inv- invited and they are given Bagina, Gauri Bagina. As two winnows, uh, one winnow will be uh, uh, completely uh, rich with a lot of food grains and fruits and sari and jewelry, whatever we want to give. And a lot of these um, kitchen uh, things, food grains and vegetables, everything. And she's given a lot of all that with some dakshina, etc. And which is given to the daughter. Um, this is so, on the day of Gauri Habba. Gauri, yes, Gauri. So as per, as per our uh, Yatha Shakti, Yatha Preeti is what they say. Yatha Shakti, how much I can afford? Yatha Preeti, how much I am willing to do? Mm. So we can have 16 Bhaginas. Not only for our daughters, we can have we can give Bhaginas to other uh, friends, all Subangalis, all women of the family, etc. Okay. Uh, minimum mm. two Bhaginas we have. One to Gauri, one to somebody. At least one we have to give. The idea is that we sh- uh, festival is not about uh, enjoying all by myself, just me and my family. That is not at all called a festival. There mm. should be at least somebody else outside the family whom we give something to. I so see. we should go out, invite some bandhu or mitra, some friend or relative or neighbor or anybody, any passerby also. Invite somebody home and give them some food, give them some sweets, give them tambula. If it's a woman, give her this bagina and all that. If we do not um, give anything at all on a festival day or a vrata day, mm-hmm. that is incomplete. In case I we see. in case we don't have the convenience of giving it to somebody, maybe I'm traveling, I'm living in a very far off place, I have nobody to give, then we mentally offer it and keep it aside. And when we meet somebody, we give it to them. So nice. this is a very beautiful concept of dana in our vrata. So Gauri mm-hmm. Pagina is given and this Gauri uh, is supposed to be the daughter. So she comes every year to accept the Gauri Puja, the Bagina from us. And mm-hmm. this story has connected both this Gauri and Ganesha. And it says, mm-hmm. this Gauri has come here, but she's come. she comes once in a year. So she's mm-hmm. so happy. She she um, uh, prefers to stay back and she says, I'll not come go back to Kailasa today. I'll stay with my friends, my uh, cousins, my sisters, my family, everybody. It's a family get, get together. So she doesn't go back. She sends back the Shivagana saying, I'll stay for a day and come back tomorrow. So mm-hmm. there Shiva, he loves her so much. He's so like, he can't live without her. Uh, Kailas <laughs> without Parvati is so boring. And so he says, no, no, no. I, I, without you, I can't manage this whole world. We are a very busy couple. So come back. And he sends Ganapati. He says, go to okay. your mother. So next day, Ganapati comes. <laughs> so that's so sweet. <laughs> <laughs> so next day Ganapati comes to bring his uh, take back his mother and now he is pampered he is the grandson of the house right <laughs> so he is pampered with Modakas all 21 types I remember my 
Aji, my uh, grandma, my mother, we were a very big family, a traditional family. We used to make all 21, 21 garikes, durvas, 21 flowers. We also used to arrange them. And 21 modakas, 21 obatot, uh, 20, everything was in 21 number. 21 fries, bhajjas, bonda, ambude, everything and uh, different types of rices, rice items, uh, all that. So at least 21 items on the leaf. Uh, What's the significance of this 21 number? Ah, yes. Uh, I'll be, uh, I was actually coming to that. 21 is called a Siddhi Sankhya. So um, before I tell that, I'll just complete this part. So sure, Ganapati sure. is offered all in 21. And 21 Baskis. Baski means the youngsters hmm. of the family or anybody who is fit physically. We hold our ears. Like yes, I hold okay. my yes, left ear with my right hand. And my yeah, right yeah. hand with my left hand, cross hands. And then we do this baski. We sit mm. up and down, up and down, up and down. So 21 baskis we do. By mm. doing that, we call it baski. By offering that baski to Ganapati, uh, Vidya Ganapati's kripa will come to us. That's because by doing that, it's it, they say, I don't know, I'm not a doctor or a neurologist. But mm -hmm. what I heard, I'll tell you. So it's a, they say that um, some nerves or something gets activated somewhere in the brain and the jadhya, the inertia, the mm. kind of um, uh, inertia in the brain and thinking, all that goes and suddenly we become very smart. Like uh, we, uh, something opens up in our brain and we become smarter and more uh, like uh, more open to learning. So this is a very, very popular idea and uh, performing buskies is very, very popular here. That is also performed in 21 number. Now coming to the significance of the number 21, it is called Siddhi Sankhya. Uh, most of the Ganapatya Shastras tell about 21 number and um, 21 is anything you do 21 times at a stretch, not with breaks, but at a stretch. Any memorization, any counting, any... Uh, uh, verse that you memorize, any lines you memorize, anything you do 21 times at a stretch or anything you do for 21 days as a vrata, as a vow, as a vodishan, as a puja, as a, a japa, anything at a stretch 21 times. Say They say it's believed that it has, it will stay in the long-term memory. It will uh, seep into our psyche very well. It becomes a samskara with us. Now, uh, I'd like to share you with you something very interesting. Once I was uh, attending a marriage somewhere and uh, I happened to meet a wonderful gentleman who is an expert magician, come a ha handwriting specialist. He's okay. a handwriting uh, teacher. You know, he's a wonderful teacher. Uh, he's a magician also and he's a great trainer. Many things. Hmm. So uh, the moment I got to know he's a handwriting analyst uh, and he knows many things about that. He, he's, he does it in a very scientific way. He does a lot of study about that. I, I asked him, what is it all about? He said, okay, write a line for me. He dictated something and I wrote that. And then he was telling me, you have to change this T here and a G here, there, there. So this, uh, I asked him, what is this? He said, of course, it's like um, some ideas in the mind. If we have some uh, complexes like inferiority complex, that is, etc. That can be corrected with handwriting. So that, I don't know. It's a big science. I don't know much about that. But now coming to the point, he told me, now I have suggested one or two small changes for you in the handwriting. All you have to do is at a time sit, if you once sit to write it, 21 times at a stretch, you have to uh, write the corrected version of the alphabet. And you mm -hmm. have to do it for 21 days. Then I asked him why? 
Uh, I immediately remembered Ganapati. Yes. I I thought he he will give me that explanation, uh, but he gave a very different explanation. He said, "Our psychologists say that any type of uh, practice or any kind of conditioning we need to do for somebody, or deconditioning we to we need to do for somebody, we do it continuously for twenty one times." So he learned it from some psychologist, and he's applying it here. So I yeah, actually reminded of this sankhya. Uh, Such yes, parallels we yes. see in both ideas. Yes, uh, I I was reading somewhere uh, some time ago. Uh, what you're saying is absolutely true. It suggested that for anything to become a habit, if you want to make a new habit or a change in your life. do it continuously for 21 days i don't know how uh, they came up with this number in the sense it must be a result of some research and study i guess uh, but it, the the coincidence was just uh, too astonishing yes yes <laughs> very very interesting so okay um, you know uh, ganapati habba is like uh, a favorite with kids also i think lot mm. to do with uh, Uh, you know the iconography of uh, ganapati mm. itself you know that children are so drawn to him and we've seen so many videos you know of children who refuse to part with the ganapati don't want the visarjan to happen they, they yeah. hold on to the murthi and they crying their hearts out you know you did explain in an earlier uh, earlier bit you know you, you did say that you know we, we do that uh, so that he goes back to the nirakara rupam Uh, i mean the other nirakara form no you can't even say form or rupam no because nirakara <laughs> is nirakara it's formless so uh, yeah. uh, that is for an adult how would you how can you explain to a child you know uh, why we do uh, visarjan so that they don't get also emotional and attached to the uh, cute little ganapatis ha <laughs> actually it is very easy to explain to kids you know because their minds are very clear they don't have any inhibitions or they're not conditioned so when you talk about nirakara they do understand very well it's wrong to think that they don't understand all this they do understand very well it's actually the grown ups who have already developed ideas who cannot... i see okay okay yes. okay i think the the, the concept is so um... uh it, it's so profound uh, maybe a child won't understand so you're saying no i think uh, we have to give them the right examples like take the example of the sky take the example of the water and ice cube so you give them some examples and they understand you know we have to help our children to understand the abstract also always mm-hmm. putting everything into concrete is not possible also many sentiments many devotional aspects many beautiful truths cannot be explained in terms of just concrete things physical things uh, from a very young age we have to make our children understand that life is not about just the physical things around us what i eat what i see what i feel not just our sense organs beyond this there's something else there's an emotion there's a sentiment there's a devotion there's a truth there's a spiritual truth there's there are many higher things so uh, we have to draw their attention to that that way they'll become wiser actually uh, swami vivekananda was brought up like that shivaji maharaj was brought up like that so they had very enlightened mothers who didn't tell them just some cartoon stories and all that they gave them higher ideas of life i think uh, I, i don't think it is that difficult because i work a lot with little children i'm a very different person with kids i become a kid myself i narrate a lot of stories to them and uh, they do understand 
but we you know we think oh ganesha is going away he is not going away just before the visarjana we say yatha sthanam puraravahayami i'm bringing you back to my heart where you always are there okay mm-hmm. and then we do the visarjana we do that visarjana um, this uh, there's a ritual for that prana shakti visarjana prana pratishthapana is also there so we mm-hmm. don't just bring the idol and uh, we don't bring the vigraha and start uh, worshiping it we do some uh, punyavaha we do all that punyaha all that we uh, purify the place we uh, you know, sprinkle some ganga jal etc because the murti may be carried here and there kept down and uh, it may not be very clean we don't know we are not seen so mm-hmm. we clean the place we place it there and um, after the kalasha puja we do this um, sarvatra we do the sinchana after water and uh, all that the purification process is done apavitra pavitro vayas sarvavastam gato priva yasmarit pundari kaksham sabhakya bhintara shuchi so by thinking of god i do the mantra snana then the malapa karshana snana then the main puja then the avahana then the pratishthapana then asinu varado bhava suprasanno bhava sumukho bhava then asanam samarpayami then all the puja etc and towards the end after all the upachara is done usually in um, uh, some families when where ganapati puja is very prominently uh, celebrated they have 10 days of ganapati puja it starts with ganapati chaturthi and it ends on ananta chaturthi the next mm, uh, mm. yeah yeah okay the next after after 10 days they do the Ma- ganesha mangalarti on that day in some houses we uh, do the visarjana on the same day or the next day or the mantra visarjana is done on the same day and we keep the vigraha for a few days because our children love it we love it <laughs> so we just go on celebrating singing all that and then uh, we uh, do the visarjana on some convenient day on a shubhatiti and um, uh, the rule is that only a clay ganapati must be made and the visarjana must be done or if i worship ganapati in a swarna ganapati a gold or silver or copper or bronze uh, murti i have to give it in donation i have to give it away so yes. people don't want to give silver and gold you know <laughs> so they keep this gold silver ganapati for abhishekha puja and the clay ganapati is um, uh, uh, immersed in the water so people mm-hmm. have taken shortcuts but you see the vrata kalpas there that is what it says swarnamayam va rajatamayam va mrinmayam va ganapati murtim tatha that is what they say mm-hmm. okay. uh, so it's all uh, we have a lot of choice <laughs> <laughs> why why is i mean there is a thing that you have to do the visarjan in running water right uh, not allowed to do it in uh, you know a bucket or a pond or something like that so it's the, the, that is a belief bro right? that you have to do the visarjan uh, in running water not exactly running water is no? most preferable actually it is not like that uh, our uh, ancestors were very, very close to nature so they knew mm-hmm. which mud suits which terrain you know clay mm. mud is a different type of mud it becomes very hard and it's very sticky yeah. and when yeah. there is clay some types of vegetation doesn't grow there in mm. in some places uh, when there is clay soil some types of vegetation some flowering plants some uh, fruits some vegetables don't grow some trees don't grow where there is clay soil in some places it's uh, it doesn't suit so what they did was they would say you should not do in this place visarjana is prohibited so you know okay. people don't listen when you tell them properly logically so there are some people who always want to disobey 
people who disobey mm-hmm. traffic rules disobey and break the queues etc so they said this is nishidha you'll get papa then they will listen okay so this is how it's a training to people so some places where clay soil does not suit the terrain it's it uh, is bad for the atmosphere for that particular environment they would say no but uh, it can be of course immersed in some uh, lakes or ponds around which only clay is available okay there are some lakes and ponds around which you get clay soil that is where you bring clay soil actually you bring clay soil from that place make it and you put it back there ஜிடேஷன் nearby crops so if they have clay soil then it may affect that agriculture so you know our what i understand is our ancestors were more close to nature they understood uh, the ecosystem well today in after the i call it macaulay education infection so we in macaulay education we just learn from textbooks very little what we we are taught we hardly know how nature works and we have a bhranti we have an illusion that only i exist in the creation nothing else exists everything is for my convenience our ancestors were not like that they had a beautiful connect with everything everybody so whatever they did even if i do puja even if i do visarjan i should think twice is this the right place to do the visarjan so i, I will think twice so all the material used in ganapati puja are organic today we are coming back to eco friendly ganapati but all the time it was only eco friendly ganapati that was worshiped so the mud should go back to the clay soil from where it came and the fruits and flowers and vegetables and whatever wet waste we get organic waste must become manure nothing no plastics no melamine no plaster of paris nothing like these the, um, these hazardous things were used today we use agarbatti also made of some cheap uh, uh, scents and uh, chemicals so everything is bad for health everything is bad for nature and then we blame the culture people say oh such so hazardous you worship ganapati and dump the uh, uh, idols in the lake or sea and the sea is contaminated they show all these pictures of ganapati floating why is that happening because they are uh, using the plaster of paris ganapati or this uh, plastic ganapati or fiber ganapati that mm-hmm. is bad if you use clay ganapati nothing will happen so our our ancestors were very eco friendly they worship nature as lakshmi they would never use any nonsensical material for puja it is today we use plastics in puja today we are using melamine today we are using plaster of paris today we want to make a show like we want everything to appear beautiful so for us everything should be colorful so i use chemical colors all hazardous things i am not worried about what happens next so when we do the visarjana after the visarjana also ganapati puja continues because he is prakriti swarupa i do puja here and i think and i contaminate the uh, lakes and the mud everything i am uh, doing uh, uh, injustice to nature then is ganapati happy with me so we are we don't have a foresight so we are untrained because our education is like that loot loot nature enjoy 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 so yeah. just chalo earn money enjoy loot nature don't worry about the consequences 
that is why deforestation that is why we use but you know in our sanatana dharma everything is and there's a frame around everything there's no nonsensical statement like it is my life my rights me me all this individualism nonsense is just not sanatana in spirit mm. it is always me we we all together so that is why we offer food to even animals and birds on ganesh chaturthi we give go grasa that is to cows gajak grasa to elephants and pakshi grasa we give food to uh, uh, birds we go to we give even to rats dogs street dogs we always used to have a, tub, a stone tub full of water in front of every house hmm. now uh, front elevation is more important for us so we removed that for street dogs and cattle but today we are so kind of we hate street dogs we hate cats we hate birds we can't tolerate them if we see a small uh, uh, rat somewhere i am we become so restless impatient like we we have uh, we can't tolerate a squirrel eating a mango from our courtyard mm. only i should eat so we cover everything with plastic uh, covers so this kind of an attitude has made us very uh, drift away from uh, nature this is one of the unfortunate developments of modern living that we call yes that uh, you know this uh, disrespect for nature yes. so hopefully with uh, you know people like you explaining uh, the the actual essence of what we are supposed to do this um, we do need a kind of a reeducation of ourselves so hopefully uh, you know we are contributing to that <laughs> through these yes. uh, through through making the right information known the mm. knowledge yes we have to learn to coexist from a very young age everybody is a part of my life that is how we have to live mm. i've seen to this day our farmers or village people who are not uh, infected by mikale style who are more indian deshi trained and brought up in their deshi style they mm. live in lo- they love their cattle they love their oxen you know they give uh, food to everybody they 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 are very like they they want everybody to coexist i remember there was a project work here by some young girls some management girls so they went to a small mango orchard nearby bengaluru where they grow a lot of mangoes so after the whole uh, report everything they uh, the lady uh, the old lady who was the owner of that mango farm she said okay tell me what is the essence of your report i can't read english tell me in kannada the girl said okay uh, what report they have written is okay you are doing a very good business earning a lot of money lakhs of money that's really fine i think you can save much more money then the old lady asked how the girl said look um, i think you have to uh, chase out all the monkeys and squirrels so because they come and eat into some of the fruits then you will get more uh, mangoes then the old lady said it seems come on this is very cruel let the monkeys eat let the squirrels eat let the birds eat <laughs> we get thousands and thousands of mangoes what if one or two squirrels or birds or monkeys eat something they also have to exist right <laughs> the girls you know they came back with tears in their eyes they said we learned something more than management today <laughs> so true this yeah. is what we need to teach our children today we are very intolerant about Um, every animal and bird and then we watch animal planet and we are very curious to know about that yes yes uh, yeah i think there's a lot of hypocrisy involved in modern living so yeah we'll we'll get there one day hopefully the environment will wait for us just go back to the sanatana lifestyle that is um, sanatana lifestyle is like that 
animals are a part of my life birds are a part of my life insects are a part of my life even ants we used to have this kolam rangoli also with this uh, rice flour or wheat flour mm, right particularly right, yeah. so that they eat all that you know mm. they pick up all the grains by evening everything will be eaten up yeah so, yeah yeah this yeah, this yeah. is how we have always lived this is how now we have, we have sticker rangolis ganesh puja we use not only flowers and things like you know the the rice akshinte but we also use different varieties of leaves the patra puja the garike uh, why do we do this uh, garike uh, this durva it is called durva in sanskritam in kannada it's called garike there are many types of this garike actually and uh, this is particularly supposed to be very auspicious and uh, it uh, it it signifies what exactly the... is garike grass huh? uh, it's a type of grass it's a type of okay. grass uh it's it's got very long thin uh, leaves and uh, some of the garike some of the types of uh, darbha or this durva or quite sharp also mm. uh, in different regions uh, based on the type of mud and the water and the terrain and the climate the type of garike changes in karnataka we have a short not very uh, long maybe just 1 feet long uh, or less than 1 feet long garikes they we it's very common here you see it everywhere across the streets around the on the sides of the streets today are they're all cemented again <laughs> against nature so no mud anywhere so uh, any tiny grass we don't dis, we don't we can't uh, distinguish between a, a parthenium and a durva today that is the state of <laughs> our education today so but then uh, it was very easy for us to go i remember i used to go to these uh, park sites or places where there were ant hills there used to be so many ant hills around around that this durva used to be there we all used to go and collect them and uh, we could identify what is durva we could identify samit for this agnikarya at home we used we could identify samit like this little twigs of ashwatha etc so we were sent you know we would enjoy doing that and we would collect them all 21 each of us would uh, uh, offer 21 or just tie them up in a small little bundle which you can hold in your hands and offer it to ganpati so this durva yugmam samarpayami at a time two pair, two we offer a pair of uh, durva we offer durva represents this uh, mati our very sharp brain mm-hmm. so ganpati represents this gnana uh, i told you he is awakening in the muladhara the point of awakening in our life is the ganapati moment so everybody mm-hmm. gets that golden moment in life maybe in this janma or whatever janma you are talking about spiritual awakening right here all kinds of awakening there okay. is no distinction uh, there is no difference between spiritual and material knowledge vidya is vidya with the mm-hmm. means to know if you go inwards it is spiritual atmanam adhikritya adhyatma if you see the whole world it is also a creation of parmatma it is parmatma only prakriti is also parmatma so if you see the outside world it is laukika but laukika if you see with a nirlipta bhava you don't have not, you don't have any agenda to loot and to dominate you just see the world with love and uh, respect then that is also adhyatma so um, uh, shri krishna says 
uh, who is the, what is the, uh, what are the beautiful lakshanas, features of a devotee? He says, Sarva Bhuta Hite Rataha, one who loves everybody, everything in creation, who is always doing good to creation. So if you plant trees, if you love environment, you help people, you help orphans, you take care of your elders, you do your uh, duty properly, you study with great interest, you are a good scientist, good artist, with no bad agenda, no agenda to race ahead, to cheat somebody, to grab something, to be recognized, to grab an award, to impress somebody. All this should not be there. Just jnana for the sake of jnana. So Tyagaraja Swami was a great musician, but he's a santa for us because for him music was upasana. Somebody, for somebody else, Bharata Muni, Natya was an upasana. So he's called Muni. Although he wrote a treatise on um, theater and dance and music and uh, Kavya. So anybody, you write anything, you write Tarkashastram, even that can be even debate. If your debate is based on just truth and nothing else. So anything done with a very clear mind, Jnaneka Pritihi, then Adhyatma or Laukika. Everything is Adhyatma only. There's nothing except Adhyatma in this world. It is like the clouds which are covering the truth. Huh? The wrong ideas, we have forgotten the truth, but the truth is very much there. So um, so it's all it's all the same. Awakening moment is the same. To me personally, after this idea, after uh, comprehending this idea from the, our great parampara, to me, even great, uh, wonderful um, desha bhaktas or santas only. They're also adhyatma. To give one's life for a country, nation, dharma is not a joke. You have to transcend the deha bhava to that extent. Overcome the desires. Become very, very selfless to do that. So anybody, a selfless mother, a selfless teacher, a selfless social worker, a selfless politician, a selfless artist, anybody who does not have any material monging there, of course, material benefits will come naturally, but we should not go after them. Then anything you do with an elipta bhava is an adhyatma only. So Ganapati is that moment when that kundalini opens up in us and we stop thinking like fools, going after money and fame and cheating and all this. We are always desperate, always sad, always afraid, always panicky, always in a hurry, always in a haste, always worried. All this will vanish. And uh, we will start seeing world as a beautiful Leela of God. And then for us, everything will make sense. The outside world, the inside world, anything. There's a very beautiful line in, uh, I think, Lalito Pakyana. It says, Deha bhimane galite vignyate paramatmani yatra yatra mano yadi tatra tatra samahitaha. One who has overcome the, uh, the illusion that he is only the body. But he understands that he is a spirit, he is Atma Swarupi. Yatra yatra mano yati tatra tatra samahita. So such a person, wherever he concentrates, he goes deep into that and he merges into that. He becomes a master of that. It could be a laukika vidya or adhyatmika vidya. He, could, he can become a yogi or a great scientist or a great artist because everything is yoga ultimately. So that is what Ganapati gives us. This is the high, highest, loftiest idea that we have to uh, contemplate when we do Ganapati Puja. So he is the Jnana, um, Jnana Karaka, Jnana Dayaka, Vidya Karaka. With means to know, to be aware, awakened. Wow, <laughs> you have given an exposition of uh, Sanatana Dharma principles and uh, you know, it's actually evoking a very uh, sad and poignant moment for me uh, considering that what you have said here uh, enunciates 
extremely profound principles you know uh, where there is no caste there you've not spoken a word about brahmin kshatriya nothing okay and this is all there are this uh, social arrangements there are just in an office you have an admin staff then you have the hr staff you have the technical staff you have the marketing staff uh, they are all just for the vyavahara they have to go on right everybody cannot, cannot do every job no uh, what i'm saying is uh, uh, of late we have seen this beautiful philosophy being ground to dust as you know equating i mean dissing this uh, philosophy calling it you know equating it with dengue malaria whatever you know it's just so pathetic to think that after they all are, that you they are the people here, they are the people with an agenda they are paid they are funded to uh, uh, do all this and uh, they are marketing on this there are so many remote controls from outside india also who are um, running the show so they are all out to uh, destroy india divide india break india break bharatam break our morale so for them sanatana dharma which in which uh, keeps everybody together you know we are sanatana dharma is like a sutra a thread which keeps together all the beautiful money precious uh, beads of different types together so they want to cut the sutra so they will call it everything the agenda is in their mind but that can never happen what these foolish people don't understand is that can never happen because you can't uh, cut sky can you can you cut space you can mm-hmm. cut a physical thing <laughs> you can't cut space so these people you know the very barbaric the very uh, what very fanatic people who came to invade us from europe and from arab all these people they are demonic uh, people they came they invaded looted killed threatened converted 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 still trying to do the same thing so they'll do everything but what they don't understand is it keeps coming back in some other form for, for us we only do visarjana of ganapati and again we make a ganapati again we do visarjana for us uh, understanding form and formless is very easy but they can't understand so what happens is they uh, they are trying they are actually punching into uh, air thin air it's just a waste of time for them they think they are uh, very uh, successful because they have managed to convert and confuse uh, uh, masses but those people who don't think only get confused if we start telling our children what is what tell our children to think never say that children they don't understand tell them the profound ideas tell them about vedanta tell them bhagavad gita i explain bhagavad gita to little kids as small as 5 to 6 years do you believe this make it very simple they do understand something <laughs> i have tried with my own son it's not that but you have to help them understand think 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 right. we are not we are just giving them some um, silly cartoon stuff of course let them have fun no problem but they should be made to understand the abstract also the ideas then nothing will happen to sanatan dharma these people want to destroy sanatan dharma because they have an agenda they are funded for that they get political power for that they want votes they want to appease somebody all that so but um, i think we also should wake up now and start uh, telling ourselves who we are we are the children of great rishis and whatever we do makes a lot of sense it is not based on somebody's cruel dictate it is based on the great realization of great many people down the millennia 
so uh, this makes more sense and this is more healthy for not only bharatvarsha but for the whole world it is only sanatana dharma that has given yoga it has given ayurveda it's given masala dosa it's given love it's given music it's given dance all that we have given to the world is only good positive things we have never gone with our sword to other countries and killed them looted them forced them converted them no even those people who converted and did all these nasty things to us we have accepted said okay we'll forget the past let's go together but they continue to do that because they are confused they are miserable they don't have any peace in their heart they can't meditate for a while they can't think of the abstract so they are um, they are miserable because they are attached to an evil agenda and these people speak nonsense and uh, it's high time we wake up and tell our children to insulate our children from such nonsensical narratives because children will be very innocent and uh, i think we have to wake up and work towards that and this is precisely the inspiration for what we have started hindu parenting and uh, you know we do festivals and so many other ways of engaging children doing a very nice thing it's a very noble job because uh, catch them young is what swami vivekananda used to say uh, young age is the right age to give them good ideas and we need enlightened parents to do that yes parents, uh, it's not about just putting our kids into some costly schools buying them all the best books and best uh, school uh, um, bags and everything buying them good toys and um, then forgetting saying okay they will grow up and do wonderful things parenting uh, is about creating personalities hmm. what they are within how they think what is the vision they have for a life now when uh, sir m vishveshwaraya was just 7 years old he he lived in a small village a very very backward village with no no water also no electricity no water no basic facilities his mother told this little boy 7 year old boy she told him venkat lakshmamma she told him look my boy i'll give you a vision when you grow up you have to bring water to the whole of the village do something and see that we get water here that was the vision that great mother gave hmm. shweshwaraya grew up not only to uh, he worked from then from the age of 7 he was working on what shall i do to bring water for my village and then he grew up and he was thinking of that all the time then he became a wonderful fantastic engineer he not only created water supply systems for his village mudenhalli not only for the district padapura not only for karnataka not only for india bharata even outside bharata even in europe there are many places where he has uh, worked for these um, water irrigation facilities going further he created employment for thousands and thousands of people he uh, set up so many factories and banks and institutions and educational institutions all life he did something and the first seed was sown into his mind by his mother <laughs> so that that is a kind of parenting we need give them a vision tell them look beta whatever you do do something for desha and dharma have a great vision it's not about buying my dream car in bangla and settling down in some mm-hmm. uh, dream country destination west this is not our life we have something to give back to the society give back to the dharma give back to my great kula give back to my desha if you give them that vision not everybody may follow that some kids have of course everybody has their own way of growing up but there'll be somebody who takes it seriously there'll be some vivekananda emerging some chanakya some shivaji emerging from them who knows our little kids could become that someday but we should be enlightened parents uh, yes it all starts with parenting absolutely absolutely and that is why i think uh, 
education of young parents is the most pressing need of the hour today yes so aarti ji um, you know especially in maharashtra and uh, it, the the movement has uh, spread to other states also there is this huge community celebration there are so many sarvajanik uh, ganeshotsav mandalis you know and each of them there's a there is an element of competition there's an element of fun there's an element of uh, uh, community bonding it, it's become very popular of course with some downsides also uh, in in recent times uh, so when did this community element of worship of ganapati start well it was always there actually we can't say when it when it started because i was telling you about ratha and utsava the utsava mm-hmm. aspect was very much there in bharatam from a yeah. very very long time in the rigveda there yeah. are beautiful descriptions of samanas where uh, the fairs and all these utsavas celebrations processions dance music people coming together feasting all these used to go on for 10 days 15 days and day and night all night all day so vasantotsavas sharadotsavas shravanotsavas yeah. all these are yeah. common at all times what happened was when we had this barbaric invaders coming so they were just they could not tolerate this uh, sophistication and aesthetic uh, um, charm of bharata varsha and uh, like they come from a desert cult they, they just destroyed and destroyed and when they started ruling parts of bharata they banned all these public celebrations women were carried carried away from the streets and uh, women women is only a object of pleasure a commodity for them so suddenly minus women uh, celebration is nothing utsava is nothing the mothers and sisters are not safe on the streets so slowly on all these um, uh, wherever these uh, rulers like moguls or patans or these nawabs all these people ru- ruled and the celebrations were affected and um, people had to uh, limit their celebrations to their gali to their street to their houses community courtyards etc but again whenever there was a hindu raja like shivaji maharaj came back chhatrasal maharaj came back then the vijayanagara samrajya revived a lot of dakshina bharatas almost everything you see today is a revive massive revival so wherever it was revived it continued again but in a small way in a gali or in a house in a courtyard in, a, in the neighboring place people used to gather in small numbers and continue but the beautiful utsava large scale utsava where the whole of the city will involve lakhs of people will come together and the king himself will sponsor the whole event uh, it will be a two day three day 10 day festival and lot of feasting lot of food lot of processions dance music and all that so that was always there so it was time and again revived again banned revived banned but unfortunately after we uh, uh, fortunately we got uh, swatantrya uh, by the sacrifice of more than 6 and 1/2 lakh people not just 2 3 uh, people mentioned always we got the swatantrya because of lakhs of people but they were all forgotten and the first thing that was to be done after we got swatantrya was to revive the pride of india the cultural pride of india the cultural identity of bharatam which is specially our festivals but unfortunately our first prime minister and his team um they were not exactly uh, so very interested in uh, reviving indian culture so because of that what happened again it was left to people to somehow uh, retain what they were whatever they had in small ways but just before swatantrya one nice thing happened in uh, maharashtra where uh, always at all times ganapati puja was very very prominent ganapati agama is very prominent there 
they were always they always used to be these utsavas in very grand scales and that was when all people come together on streets we forget our differences every community every caste and creed and the word caste itself should not be used first of all it's a portuguese word people of all varanas all uh, uh, genders everybody would come together all ages would come together and celebrate and celebrate and celebrate the divinity come together feast together and exchange gifts and and donate charities etc so this was a way of bringing people together we call it bhavaikya and uh, our lokamanya tilakji he noticed that the one way to bring people together hindus were our bharatiyas were very badly trampled upon our pride was trampled upon by the britishers before them the moguls and other invaders and now the britishers had done a lot of thing and more than anything they injected the slow poison called mekale education into our learning itself so mm-hmm. a confused uh, set of um, uh, younger people were getting generated by them who are suddenly uh, completely uh, they have no love no pride for their country or culture from bindi to vedanta everything appears uh, meaningless to them but anything that the gora sahab says in english any nonsense will appear nice this kind of a mentality had just started then so mm-hmm. lokanya tilak understood that one way to bring people together because rajaposhana is not there the uh, we can't Uh, sponsor it uh, through the government we'll do it in our own way he started this galli ganapati puja uh, galli galli mein people come together sarvajanika pandal and uh, collect uh, money from people small amounts of money and start it in a big way or a small way or a very massive way whatever you can afford but everywhere do this ganesh puja and they used to uh, gather in small groups and there he used the platforms of ganesh utsava for nationalism rashtriya bhava so uh, devata bhakti and rashtra bhava go hand in hand for sanatanis so he used this platform and that was a great platform to bring people together and uh, by the grace of ganapati that devotion itself was a beautiful a mental ambience to sow the seeds of nationalism and pride and uh, freedom the monging for freedom so it became a very massive success and this was revived we can't say he started this he revived that he organized it in the mm. right way the right context and uh, that became a big uh, advantage for uh, the nationalistic movement and that is why we see in maharashtra the take off of freedom fighting movement was very great in maharashtra particularly mm. because of this ganesh utsava uh, elsewhere also uh, people did uh, were there very much of course but this uh, particular uh, uh, strategy worked very successfully for lokamanya tilakji to this day we see that fervor they compete against each other in fact the pandals are there yeah. they invest yeah. so much of money crores of money what fun what love they have of course they are these um, so called uh, thinkers so called uh, people who try to bring in uh, stupid logic saying waste of money waste of that these this this it is not waste please remember that whenever there is a great sarvajanika ganesha puja it is not just the money invested there do you know how much of money is generated there from the street vendor to the uh, person who uh, fr- to the whole committee which performs all this so much of money is generated mm-hmm. so many poor people on the street somebody is buying of uh, selling a fruit flower something <laughs> toys everybody gets extra money that day all the shop all the trade gets a boost all the business gets a boost all musicians artists all these people get a chance people come together so much of this say grandige saman all these puja material are sold and uh, so much of revival happens cultural revival trade is boosted 
So it is an ecosystem. Utsava is an ecosystem which gives a boost to our social, economical life. And it come, bring us, brings us together. It is divine. It is beautiful. It, is, it brings prosperity. <laughs> that is why uh, it's, it's a very nice platform which was always there in ancient and medieval India, which was obstructed here and there by the invading people. And now we have a lot of infection, Mekali infection in the minds of our rulers. So who speak nonsense, who think uh, we will we will do only social work minus dharma. They want to loot our temples and take the money and do uh, all uh, social service. That's fine. But why impoverish the temples? The more you make the temples prosperous, the more utsavas we do, the more money is generated, the more happiness is generated, the more unity is generated in people. All good comes from promoting the Devasthana culture and all this puja, sarvajanika, utsavas, etc. This is a magic that happens. Uh, and uh, it's high time we Sanatanis realize that. So community fervor in Sanatana Dharma was beautiful. It was obstructed. And now our uh, presently, our, at least uh, some state governments are not doing that. Uh, we, not, we need not wait for them. Sanatana Dharma mm -hmm. has never waited for a single rule to promote. Mm -hmm. Even when the barbaric um, uh, invaders were ruling us, still we continued. We continued to preserve our dharma. So we should wake up now and uh, do something to continue. I strongly suggest that we should encourage our little kids to do this Gali uh, Gali Me Ganesh It's beautiful. Help them, support them, go there, sing, join them. All the neighbors should come together. We should do this more and more often. Of course, not, not with a lot of uh, sound and orchestra and uh, all that. I was just going to come to that <laughs> because, yeah, there is, there is a... There is a corruption of this thing, you know. Uh, so you have two Ganeshotsavs here, okay? So one is the DJ Ganeshotsav and the other is the uh, traditional Doltasha, that kind of Ganeshotsav, okay? So this DJ uh, kind of Ganeshotsav is, you have these psychedelic lights and you have these huge um, speakers, literally the the earth will be shaking, you know, under your feet. It's it's just so disconcerting, this uh, DJ style of Ganesh Utsav, you know. But I don't know. I mean, uh, is it also something that you have to allow? Some people like it this no, way, no, some no, people no. like it the other way. No, no, I think we have to have some frames for everything. There's a frame of decency, a frame of uh, ethics, something we need to bring in. So without ethics, like... Uh, there even I've seen some youth, they collect money for Ganesh Utsav, they place one plaster of Paris Ganesha, they bring it for a rent and give it back. And three days, they will just use that money for liquor and dance. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. So that kind of uh, misuse of money is wrong. No? Mm -hmm. So uh, they are, of course, you know, they're all human weaknesses here and there. Mm. I think the best way to counter that is when we have a good government. We used to have Raja Poshan kings who are very devoted, very committed. And they were very strict. Today, we have uh, secular <laughs> rulers. Mm -hmm. So they don't care. They don't care for our sentiments. They don't care for dharma. They just want to appease somebody. Uh, so they don't, they take all this easy. When somebody complains, they will not regulate. They will just ban that. They'll say mm -hmm. no more gali utsavas, no more sarvajanika utsavas. So this is not the, like, it says no head, no headache. You are getting headaches or remove your head. Is that the solution? <laughs> yeah. So stop Utsava is not the solution. Regulate the Utsavas. 
So Utsavas should have a regulation. How much of sound you can, what kind of speakers you use, what kind of cultural programs you have, something which should symbolize Ganapati. I don't say everything should be a divine bhajan only. You can have some songs and fun and music and games and all that, but nothing should cross limits of decency. Uh, it should not be a discotech, uh, discotech kind of thing. So mm-hmm. that uh, that has regulations need to be done. But the problem is, you go to the police, you go to the uh, law, they will say, okay, then chodo, you stop this celebration. So this is the problem today. Now they'll be waiting to pounce upon us and stop everything that we are doing. Um, so we have to make our own laws. <laughs> Um, and uh, we have to educate, I think, our children from a young age. Yeah, there is really no work around that, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, yeah, we have to true. go through the process of... Uh, uh, we as parents have to take responsibility, each of us, yes. for educating the next generation. And as grandparents, the generation after that. And whatever mistakes have been made in ignorance, mm-hmm. you know, just uh, do it <laughs> busky and... Uh, Yes, forgiveness, <laughs> Shama from Ganapati, and move on. <laughs> we have yeah. to do. It's a question of existence for us now. Existential <laughs> crisis. We are uh, heading towards an existential crisis. The evil people are so well organized and funded, and so methodical, so strategic against us, and we are still in the denial mode. Most people say, "No, nothing bad is happening. Come on, why do you overread things?" Yeah. Yeah. So and we have to wake up. It's not just my life. It's our life. It's our desha, our dharma. So yes. that feeling for the community, for Sanatan dharma at large, uh, to keep it going. Uh, so Sanatan So that feel has to come. We all have to together work towards that. And I'm so happy you're all working towards that. It's a noble venture to uh, educate parents on our culture through this uh, podcast also. I'm so happy to be a part of this. Thank you, Artiji. This has been such a, you know, enlightening conversation and uh, very um, moving in many parts, you know, to uh, to see how much of uh, principle and philosophy our, uh, each of our tradition embodies. You know, it, it was really, really very, very uh, overwhelming at times so thank you very much for coming on the podcast and uh, we wish you a very happy Ganesh Chaturthi and we also wish all our listeners a very happy Ganesh Chaturthi so please do uh, subscribe to us at hinduparenting.substack.com we are there on all social media platforms we go by the handle Hindu Parenting everywhere you will find us on Twitter on Facebook Uh, you will find us on Instagram in fact any social media platform we are available we also have the podcast on podcast platforms like Spotify Google Podcasts and Apple Podcasts so please catch us on any of these and uh, do subscribe to us thank you for listening and uh, until the next time Namaste Namaste